angels welcome to episode seven of belief wow wow e for those of you that are new um welcome to this podcast with no real agenda no real idea of where it's gonna go um until i start recording these days um and those of you that already know the drill welcome back i am so happy to have you back again um so let's get to it people Hello, I am recording from England this time around. Um, Can't say I expected to be here, um, but if you've listened to episode six, then you might have an idea uh, of why. Um, But here we are. I am staying uh, south of England, so I'm right along the coast, which is really beautiful uh, to be back to the beach. For those of you that know me, you'll know how happy um, I am to be by the ocean. So yeah, today's been a pretty freaking awesome morning. I got up uh, as soon as I woke up. No, you know, it's so easy to just like pick up your phone and start scrolling. I know, but I can 100, 100% notice the difference between the mornings I wake up, I open my phone, I start scrolling. Um, and then the difference between the mornings where I literally just wake up and jump out of bed, um, and start my day. Um, yeah, there's plenty of science to back that, but yeah, I feel really good today because of that. Um, and then I went for a walk first thing. So it's really awesome. First thing in the morning to see, uh, some sun. So thank goodness that there is sun at the moment. Like, wow, this has been so much better, like being in Europe or, you know, being on this side of the earth um, compared to in Australia, that it's only just getting warmer, which is awesome because, yeah, I didn't want to go back to Australia in winter. It's it's cold. And so why, why not stay here uh, and make it work, basically? Uh, so that's what I'm doing. So, yeah, maybe I should go into that. So... <laughs> Um, for those that don't know, so I came, uh, flew over to Amsterdam April 22nd. Um, and so it was just planning a three week trip, uh, with two of my friends and then it came to the point at the end of the trip and I was like, I am not ready to leave here yet. Um, so after not having traveled for, yeah, been overseas for four years, I was really nervous. Um, and there was a part of me that thought I would want to stay longer, but having that return flight, made me, you know, feel safe. It gave me an option. Um, but once I was here, I just got so comfortable and I've honestly (laughs) never felt safer. Um, and so yeah, since, uh, then yeah, May, first week of May, um, or second week of May, I've been, yeah, solo traveling, which has just been incredible. It's something that I have wanted to do ever since I was a teenager um but it was one of those things where it was like oh that would be so cool but like way too scary like you know um all the all the excuses right but fair enough fair enough it is a little bit scary um but when it is your desire and it is your dream then it becomes more scary to not do it so there you go um So yeah, I am just really enjoying my own time here. It's been so, so nice and peaceful. Um, Well, except for getting here. That was a whole thing. So from Belgium, 
there were five trains up oh, Belgium uh from Berlin there were five trains uh that I needed in order to get to London uh no well that's four trains to London and then there was another one to my accommodation now so it was five trains so Monday was massive um and on the second train there was a problem so basically this woman um <laughs> her poodle ran across the tracks uh, this is in Cologne. So in Germany, this woman's poodle ran across the tracks and all the trains were stopped. Um, so nobody could get in or get out for quite a while. And so this train was coming from Berlin um, and going, yeah, going to Cologne. And then I, lots of us that were on the train were then getting the next connecting one that was from Cologne to Belgium and then Belgium to London. Um, and so, yeah, the conductor is like trying to, or conductor, I don't know, train driver is trying to say, look, I know many of you need to get on this connecting one. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to ask them to stop, but I cannot make any guarantees. And so, as you can imagine, it didn't wait, um, even though all the trains were late. So all the schedules were off. So that train driver just deciding to go really screwed over so many people. Um, but anyway, everything happens for a reason. So obviously I was holding faith in this moment. Um, but also in this moment, I am also contemplating every life decision I have ever made and um, whether or not I'm a big giant idiot for coming all the way uh, to the UK. Um, and I do have other plans here aside from, you know, in the name of love. Um, but <laughs> that was really the, the driver here. So I was, yeah, really relearning uh, a lot about myself in this time. So I'm also like about to get my period. So ladies or anyone that's experienced um, a period, you know that beforehand um, things are a little bit more emotional. So yeah, so, so it's a really hard day, right? And then I'm finding out that I'm going to be late. And this is stressing me out because I don't want to arrive late to my accommodation when it's dark. So I'd planned everything so that I would still be there before the sun went down. Um, so it's stressing me out a little bit that now I've got a delay. I'm going to have to wait in Cologne a little longer. And so this is happening. Um, also funny so my train details said that I was going from, um, yeah, Berlin to Cologne, but it was K-O with the two dots on top, L-N. And so I was like, Cologne, I don't know. I just was like, okay, a place in Germany. And then when I get off this train and I have to wait three hours now in Cologne, I walk out the train station and there's this big giant freaking church. And I'm like, I recognize this. Am I in Cologne? So it turns out, yeah. There are a few places similar um, to, oh, what was the other example I was going to say? Oh, similar to Prague. Um, there's like two names for it. So like Prahan, Prahan. Oh, that's wrong. That's so wrong. Um, but there's like another name for it. And it's P-R-A-H-A-N, Pran. I don't know. Well, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> anyway cool got to be this big chapel got to got to pray and literally ask god please like free me from this crippling anxiety that i thought i had you know mastered but the joke is you know whenever whenever fully healed whenever done whenever enlightened whenever 
uh, complete, you know, completely healed. It is a constant, constant evolution. So yeah, so welcome back anxiety, um, something that I thought was gone, but that's just it. I called in the next level. I literally had written in my journal, like I am ready, God universe, I'm ready for the next upgrade. I have just taken the leap and you know, done something that I've always dreamed of doing, I'm ready for the next dream. So yeah, obviously, um, you're gonna get, it's polarity, right? As much as there is light, there is going to be dark. And that is why we're here on earth for the polarity to experience that, um, to learn and to grow. So, right. So there's that. So I'm in Cologne, um, I'm crying, (laughs) it's all right but then I go and get food and then I get on the next train so the next train is Cologne to Belgium this is when my period starts I feel it it's really really painful if you've listened to episode three you already know um yeah the journey that I have been on um so it's really starting up so I hit up the oils obviously I can't have too much of the THC oil because I'm going to be scat um so I have to yeah balance the THC and CBD so look in those times, I just want to be in bed and I want to have a heat pack and I just want to fall asleep because it's the most pain that I experience, you know, in the whole month is is from my period. So yeah, I'm going through that on the train, which is annoying. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm knowing that I'm going to have to buy my ticket when I get to Belgium, but it's 32 euros. Um, I've seen it on the Eurail app. I tried to book it, but um, it just wasn't working. And then the other option said, yeah, just go and buy a ticket in person. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm in Belgium, bloody train station, racing to the ticket. Um, and, and (laughs) this is when I get there and I go, I'm just here to buy a ticket. It's like 32 euros, right. To get to London from here. And he's like, no, it's 350 euros. I'm like, excuse me. I had paid 300 Aussie for the Eurail pass, um, which gives you four days of unlimited travel. Um, I thought this was included because it was in the pass. Like it's in the, it's in the app. It, it's got the thing for me. It just says that you need a seat reservation. So I just was planning on getting that 32 euro seat reservation. Nope. 250. So I'm like, okay, well, what freaking choice do I have? All right, God, I'll pay the 250. And so I'm lining up waiting to buy a ticket. I get there um, and I'm like, one ticket to London, please. And they're like, it's sold out. And I'm like, okay, when's the next one then? <laughs> like, I'm not surprised at this point. When's the next one? Uh, and he's like, the next one is at 8.20 tomorrow. Uh, so at this point, I'm fighting back so many tears. I'm just like one thing after another. Are you kidding me? Um okay, whatever. I know I have family in Belgium. So I knew that I was safe no matter what. And I knew that, okay, they would take me in. I'm so sure of that. Um, because they are angels, but I just, you know, you're on the adventure. Like I wanted to just keep going. I just wanted to get to my Airbnb where I am now. Um, and just fucking rest. Like I'm on my period. I want to rest, um, and just, you know, be able to not feel guilty about that. Um, And so, yeah, really just wanted to be home here. Um, Anyway, so 
yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to think about that because I don't, <laughs> I don't know right now. Um, so I walk out of the ticket station and I'm just like sobbing. Tears are streaming down my face as I've got my two bags of luggage. I'm just like so blessed that I'm in Belgium. Wow, how beautiful. Um, but I'm <laughs> just, wow, been on a journey. Um, so then I, I'm crying and I see this man, like he's kind of like looking and I'm like, here we fucking go. Like if you test me, I swear to God, <laughs> my patience is so thin. Um, and he's like, darling, like, are you all right? And I'm like, oh, just my train. I don't know what to do tomorrow and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, you know, we're in the same, but you know, our friends are on the train, but we've got, you know, we've got the nine o'clock train. And I was like, nine o'clock train. I thought they were sold out. And he's like, yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, we bought our tickets last year, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, yeah, and I'm just there asking more questions. I'm like, and I got my period. And these two guys are maybe in their 40s. And they're just like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, they instantly just get it. They've had girlfriends before. Um, and they just like took me in. And one of them goes, I have a friend who's meant to be on this flight. Um, sorry, on this train but he's not coming. So I'm going to see if I can get his ticket and you can have it. And I'm in shock, but also not because I know that God always delivers, always, always delivers, but I'm still in shock because I'm like, oh my God, am I just about to get a ticket today on a train that just was not possible? Um, so yeah, fast forward, I've, I've got the ticket, go and have a beer with them. They honestly just saved me. Um, (laughs) I, I had asked God for angels and I know that angels always appear when you ask. Um, and yeah, here they were. Then we went and got dinner, um, and they paid for dinner, which is just so, so sweet. Um, and then I was able to get on this train, which they also didn't allow me to pay for. So I didn't have to buy a 250 euro ticket, which thank God. I mean, seriously, like 250 euros is a lot of Aussie dollars. It's like maybe it's, it's well over 300. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, that, that was just amazing. And then I'm on my first Eurail. It's super social. Everyone's really lit, (laughs) but I'm just so like content and at peace with the fact that I am like on my way to England. Like I just didn't, yeah, I (laughs) thought it was going to be the next day. So I was just so, so blessed. It was really, really late. Um, but I thankfully made it so safe, but what a whirlwind. And then on the Eurail, then it's just as if like all my prayers were answered and like God was just showing me like, don't worry. Like there are so many opportunities. Like you are never, ever limited. So I have all this, this man is like, oh, you come to my restaurant. Like you'll never have to pay. Um, you know, like, yeah, it's all on the house for you. Like drinks, Indian food, whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? He's like, I've got three daughters, blah, blah, blah. So that obviously made me feel better because every time a man comes up to a woman where, you know, trying to assess whether this is a safe situation or not. Like, are they hitting on me? Is this CD? Should I be concerned for my safety? Should I be holding on to my things? Um, you know, so it's all of those things running through my mind, but these interactions were so safe and there was, you know, no doubt in my mind that anyone was trying to take advantage of me. Everybody was helping me. Um, and that is something that, uh, one of the guys said, one of my angels, he said, um, 
you know, are you traveling on your own? I said, yeah. And they said, oh, that's, that's awesome. Like so many people want to help you when you're on your own. And especially being a woman, I feel like men have so much, like so much to give and they do want to help. They really, really do. And I strongly believe that. Um, and it is just the way that it goes, whether yeah, male or female doesn't matter, but the, the feminine essence is to receive and is to be in flow and is to trust. Um, and in order to be in that, that space of being able to receive, then the masculine in their natural essence wants to be able to provide and wants to be able to take some sort of action and feel some sort of purpose. Um, and then, yeah. And then the exchange just flows from there and is really beautiful. So yeah. Wow. Monday was honestly, honestly an ayahuasca journey. That was like a sober ayahuasca journey that day. Um, and the most insane thing was that the worst part of it was my own thoughts. Like, if, you know, trains are late here and there, obviously I didn't want to get here at nighttime um, in terms of safety. Like that is one thing that I noticed in, um, yeah, in Europe, I felt really, really safe. But when, as soon as I got here, uh, there was just a different energy and that's just how I felt. That's not a criticism. Um, that That's just how I felt here. Um, but thankfully the, the Uber that dropped me to my accommodation, the, he waited for me to get inside. Like it was just really, really nice. So I was immediately, um, proven that, you know, you, you are safe wherever you go. As long as you trust your intuition, um, that is the best compass. Be aware, you know, obviously if you're traveling alone, you're not getting, you know, obliterated, (laughs) like you're not drinking heaps and you're not, you know, getting super high, you are switched on and you're largely sober and you're largely aware of what's going on. Um, and I know that probably sounds absolutely terrifying and it did to me, uh, in the past. So I'm really, really thankful to be at this point now, but it does take work to really manifest safety inside of yourself and to know that you are always safe and you're safe inside of your body. It really, really starts with you and the safety you feel in your body, because if you only feel safe in the presence of another person, uh oh, now you're relying on something external and that's codependency. So, um, it's, yeah, it's a really difficult thing to work through as, a young girl, I was, you know, always told that, you know, it's not safe to be out at nighttime. And this is no criticism of anyone who's ever said this. It is just, you know, it can be unsafe. That that can be a fact, but it also doesn't have to be that way. And I was just so crippled by fear my my whole life that the fear just drove me, drove me insane. Like, and I just create all these situations in my head, um, that drove me absolutely insane. And that was where the danger is. (laughs) Like it's all in our head. Um, yeah. And, and it is just our ego trying to keep us comfortable and trying to keep us safe, but safety, you know, safety and comfort really, if, if you're talking external things, um, it's an illusion, you know, thinking your job is safe, um, you know, 
thinking your job is safe and comfy because you earn x amount of money blah 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 thinking your home you know is safe and you don't want to leave you know want to leave your home because of the outside world and the people out there like let me tell you the people out there can be so so beautiful these men that saved me i and that would never have happened if it wasn't for me working on my perception of men because obviously they're yeah, it's it's really easy to think um, as a woman, you know, you get hurt by a man or a man makes you feel uncomfortable or a cat calls you or you're walking home and, you know, you literally start running um, and you put your keys in between your fingers because of how terrified you are. Of course, there's going to be this perception. But as soon as you start to experience safety within yourself, then you can start to experience safety with other people. And as long as you are switched on um, and you're in touch with your intuition, that's going to give you the most information. Um, And yeah, there have been places where I feel unsafe. Um, So I leave because I trust my compass. I trust that that feeling inside of me, it's never been wrong when I'm clear on it and I know what the feeling is. And it's a muscle, guys, like the more the more you listen, the, the easier it will get. And, you know, one of one of my favorite examples of intuition is literally just like the thought of should I bring an umbrella today? Anytime I have that thought um it means yes. <laughs> it means I'm going to need the umbrella. Or should I bring an extra jacket? It means yes. Should I bring my gloves? Yes. So those ones are really easy. Um, if you're having that thought, it is, you know, your intuition giving you a hint. And sometimes you can still wait up and go, oh, no, maybe not. But if there is that part of you that is still pulled back and is still like, mm, no, I think I need it, you got to make it work because that is your internal compass. It's your internal truth. It is never wrong once you hone in on it. Um, And the only time it can be wrong is if you're listening to the voice of fear. So the difference between the two, and I think I've talked about this before, is fear is like very contracting. Fear is like, yeah, when you think of anxiety, when you think of something that, you know, doesn't make you feel safe, you kind of want to just like you know, put your arms around you and like curl up into a ball and you start your shoulders really come in um, and you just want to kind of hide away from it. But intuition is, is just, it's not like that. It's, it's soft um, and oh, it's so hard to explain because it's different for everyone. So for me, it's honestly a feeling um, and it's almost as if like a soft whisper of like, it's going to be okay. You're freaking out. It's going to be okay. Just trust me. And it's simple. Whereas, whereas fear and the ego is kind of like, no, I think you should, I think you should turn around. I think you going to England is like a really, really bad idea. And I think that you need to turn around like right now. And it's very urgent and it's very stressful and it makes you, you know, you feel like reason goes out the window and it's just this like, just this endless, like, trying to convince you it's working so hard to convince you whereas your intuition doesn't need to convince you it's one whisper and and that one whisper is is always right like when I was freaking out on the train thinking I needed to turn around I'm like is this my intuition like because when you start when your intuition grows stronger let me tell you (laughs) polarity your ego is going to get 
like louder too. So it's, yeah, it's always, always a constant, constant cycle and a constant coming back to center. Um, because now my ego is really smart because my ego will be like, no, you're intuitive. And this is your intuition telling you that you need to get out of this now. This is a bad idea. Um, and this is your gut and you're so intuitive. So you're, you're feeling, this is right. You know, what you're feeling is correct. Like you need to run. Like it, it's insane how it's trying to disguise itself. So yeah, it's definitely a muscle. Intuition is that quieter voice. It's really quiet. It's really calm. Um, and it's more, I say quiet because it's more of a feeling because the fear, um, is the noise. Like, you know, the noise in your head that like, just like mind thoughts, racing, 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 racing. That is, yeah, that's not your higher self talking. That is your ego. That is your wounded inner child that is trying to keep you safe. Uh, for whatever reason, it's, it's the part of you that, you know, if, if you think about it this way, for example, wanting to solo travel, does that feel expansive to you? Does that feel like, you know, something that, you know, imagine, imagine you could, imagine you had no fear. Imagine you were so ready, you had a ticket booked um, and your bags were packed and you're ready to go. Does that feel expansive? Because if so, that is something that you desire. And that means that you can fulfill that in this lifetime, if that's what you desire. So in regards to whatever I was saying, because now I've forgotten and now I'm trying to think about it. Um, <laughs> you guys, I'm so sorry. So you're going to feel expansive when it's meant for you, when it's your desire, when it's your dream and follow that feeling. Of course, there's going to be fear that's going to go, yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And, and how are you going to do this? And that, and that, and that, and that, that is the noise. That is the fear. That is the ego. That is the wounded inner child. And if you feel expansive at that thought, that's your, that's, that is something that feels good to you that, you know, in another life, yes, you know, that, means you can do it and that means that there is a higher version of you that can do it and actually there's a higher version of you that's already done it because remember time is an illusion okay so <laughs> if you think about it this way you've already done it you've already done everything right so it's a lot easier now you're just remembering how you did it and that is something my beautiful mum always says she just she says that yeah you've already done it. You are just remembering how you did it. Um, and I think that is so beautiful and it makes it so much easier to see a path that's already there and to, yeah, tap into that highest timeline. And what, what does that look like for you? What does your highest timeline look like? What does with no limitations, with no one depending on you, with no dependent, like no commitments, no work, no this, no, you know, home that you've got to pay off whatever just ask yourself with a magic wand and I could change everything or for a day I could live a different life or um yeah if I had a bazillion dollars what would I do the answers to those questions I really really invite you to journal on them if you haven't already um but the answer to those questions is your highest timeline or at least gives you an indication I think you know, for me, I thought 
obviously the most awesome timeline is to be traveling full luxury and you know not having to like carry bloody have your suitcases over cobblestones or a big heavy backpack and all that kind of stuff but ultimately that's not what that's not what it's about if for me I'm searching for freedom and I'm searching for peace and so freedom at this point in time means being able to hop from one place to the other and peace means being able to be in a place and be so content with me just being here and no matter where I am fostering that peace inside of myself but showing myself that I have the freedom by being able to hop to different places and obviously it's a lot more than that but yeah I really encourage you to journal on yeah if you won the lotto and it was 88 million dollars what would you do with it um and write it down and and feel into how would you feel like how would you feel if right now 88 million dollars was in your bank account what would that feel like really tap into that because the the secret is literally working out what you want declaring what you want then getting a really clear picture of it and then sitting in that and feeling the feeling of what it's like to have all those things. How are you going to feel when you have the home of your dreams, when you have the man of your dreams, when you have the, you know, this fulfilling job that helps people and helps you and is a natural gift and is so, you know, so exciting for you to be able to help in your gift and serve people um what does that feel like and and you want to focus on the feeling because this is this is the quantum jumping this is the this is where you step into the reality where you already have it because now doesn't matter if you have it or not now you already feel the feelings so (laughs) stay with me guys I know you'll get it Now that you're already feeling the feelings, you've raised your vibration, you've raised your frequency because the higher we go, the further away we go from fear. So fear is at the bottom and love is at the top. So the more we go higher, 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 we get closer to just feeling love, feeling love for yourself, feeling love for everything around you. The higher we go, that means you're getting closer and closer to the timeline where all of that is possible and my life is is an example of that and that is why I am here today sharing with you guys because I hope that I can inspire one person to take that leap of faith and and follow your heart and it's can be really really scary at first especially when you don't know anybody else who's doing it um and everybody around you is criticizing you and thinks that you're insane and blah, blah, blah. But honestly, in December last year, when my car got stolen, I <laughs> was distraught. My beautiful space gray Audi A3, I loved my baby so much, so much. Um, she had 10 speakers. Uh, she went real fast. Um, I loved her. And when that got stolen, I just thought, what? what the freak frat god are you kidding me this is my one love this is my one love in my life and you just took it from me but <laughs> I knew that yeah 
God is me. So I obviously did this. So I knew that there was a reason. So as hard as it was, I kept reminding myself, I know there will be a time where I'm so thankful my car was stolen and it'll make so much sense. Um, And there's no way I ever could have foreseen that happening. Like it was in the driveway of my parents' house, like in it wasn't unlocked. Like they stole the keys. (laughs) So there's no way that I, as a human could have consciously manifested this. So I knew that there was a higher plan at play and I just had to trust God's plan. Um, and here I am now, thank fuck for insurance. Let's just say that. Um, and here I am now in England, able to have the freedom and the peace that I was searching for. Um, And, you know, I thought that I, yeah, I I don't know. I thought that when my car got stolen, I thought, fuck this. Like that was the only thing that made me happy. Um, What now? But holding on to the trust in that moment when something really, really shit happens and you've got no idea, you have to trust. You literally have to. Like (laughs) if you want things to work out, you've got to trust. So it's a muscle and, and with each breath, come back to trusting and come back to knowing that things will work out for you. And all you need to do is listen to your intuition and follow your soul. And that is when things just come out like magic, like literally magic. I, yeah, Monday was just the biggest example. I don't even think I could, there's so much more, but that is me like explaining it in a really concise way. And I hope that you can, feel the magic, um, regardless and, and feel that, I mean, I'm, you know, it was a sober ayahuasca journey. It was intense. It was insane, but the prayer and the, just knowing that it would work out. And in that moment when it's really shit, I, yeah, I remember journaling and going, well, I have to feel this through. I need to fully feel the, the, the feelings and fully feel what it might feel like to be rejected and what it might feel like to be heartbroken and feel, like I've, you know, made a mistake or this or that. Um, and, and through fully feeling that I am therefore transmuting and alchemizing and now able to come out on the other side, a better person. Uh, because when, (laughs) when I was in that state, there was this, so there's a, there's a fair few scammers in Europe. Um, and a lot of them will come up to you and they'll say like, do you speak English? And you're like, oh yeah, score someone who speaks English. And then they're like, yeah, okay. Can you give me some money? Like, and they tell you this sub story and it happens in all these different places. And while I'm sure there are genuine people, I know energy doesn't lie. Um, and so the woman that came up to me in Belgium, I'm literally, I have tears streaming down my face and she has the audacity to come up to me, ask me if I speak English. I know straight away what her deal is and I just shake my head and say no. She came up to me two more times. She doesn't even remember me. I'm wearing a bright orange t-shirt with fucking spiderweb and bees and butterflies on it. Like, it's not like I, you know, that bright orange, surely you would remember that. Um, But no, if you're a scammer, obviously not because that's not what you're thinking about. Anyway, not that she's a scammer. That's not who she is. Obviously, that's just what she's doing for whatever reason. No judgment, but far out, I was pissed off. And when she came up to me a second time and then a third time, 
I could have snapped. I could have said, yes, I do speak English, but this is the third time you've come up to me and I know this is some bullshit. And what, what is the point in that? What is the point of that? Even then there was this man, I was so, so thirsty and I had bought this iced tea, but because everything is, you need a bottle opener in Europe. So I didn't have one, need to get one. And I'm waiting on the train, just at the counter, just to ask them to open this thing. And there's this guy in front of me who is taking his sweet time. Mind you, I'm, I'm cramping. I am just in the most clouded, that's really dark, dark space. And I am, I'm one of those people in the line that's now deep breathing so that I don't go, can you hurry up? Like I'm just trying to open my freaking iced tea. Oh my God. So that's what I'm talking about. It That's the alchemy. That is because alchemy is transforming energy, right? So we know that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed. So when you're now dealing with dense energy, darker energy, lower frequency energy within you is now, is now the transmutation. It's now the alchemy. So <laughs> you are now alchemizing these lower frequency vibrations and really feeling them and processing them. And that is the work so that then you come out back on top at a higher frequency and you have just transformed all of that energy so that now instead of snapping at that guy in front of me or snapping at the woman trying to ask me for money, I was able to alchemize that in each moment and not spread more negativity. Like, <laughs> I mean, in that moment, it was definitely neutral. I wasn't spreading any positivity positivity at that time, um, but I was neutral and I was alchemizing. And that is the most powerful thing that we can do as humans. And yeah, it's, it's basically, yeah, another word for, you know, what people do is project. Like it's, if you can alchemize, then you won't project and you won't make somebody else's life miserable because you're miserable because somebody else made you miserable and whatever the narrative is so yeah I <laughs> I'm gonna call that one here um thank you guys so much for listening I'm so proud of you I can't even explain if you are this far in um especially if you're this far into all of the podcasts I I'm just so proud because I know the work is really challenging. I know that in every moment coming back to self and breathing and just like, you know, I'm literally like massaging my temples because I know <laughs> the stress, I know, but it is the most incredible thing that you could do to be able to alchemize and transmute your emotions and come out a better person on the other side of it by trusting and knowing that it will always work out. Always, always, always. And it is faith. And it doesn't need to be faith in an external figure. It is literally faith in yourself. Just have faith that you have got yourself. Um, so I love you guys so freaking much. Um, and I hope that you have a magical morning, afternoon, evening, uh, wherever you are, whatever time it is. I, yeah, have so much love for you. I will see you in the next episode. Um, and keep doing you, baby. I love you.